if you've been with us, uh, you know uh, that um, uh, we've talked about this Sunday being a Thanksgiving service, and we're going to spend some time this morning and actually have a Thanksgiving service. What is a Thanksgiving service? Um, it's an opportunity for us to share as a church the things that we are thankful for, um, not across each other. I'm thankful for, you know, a family or, a, you know, a job, those kinds of things where um, those aren't bad things to be thankful for. But really anything that we want to say that we're thankful for today, we want to make sure that we give God thanks for them. So if you're going to, uh, if you want to give thanks for something this morning, you're going to have an opportunity to do that today. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of worship. We're going to have a time where you can come and you can share briefly about something you want to just publicly thank God for. Uh, it doesn't matter what you publicly thank God for. We just want to make sure, like I was saying, whether you're picking something that's in your family or a job, or if it's a testimony that you wanted to briefly share, that God's the one that gets the glory this morning. Because we know that the scriptures show us that every good and perfect gift comes from God. So if God, if you have received something this year that you are thankful for, if you are blessed because of something that you have experienced, um, the scriptures teach us that it's from God and it's only from God. So we're going to get started this morning before we get with our worship. I'm sorry, before we go back into worship and we're going to do something that we do. We don't you normally do here at the church. Um, some Christian traditions do this um, in like a call and response kind of a feel. But we're going to do that this morning as we encourage you this morning to respond to uh, to some scripture from Psalm 136. So if, I'm just going to invite you if you would stand because we are going to worship the Lord in music in just a few moments. And during our time of worship for the next few moments, I want to encourage you to be thinking as you're singing and as you're worshiping the Lord to say, God, what have you given me? What can I be thankful for? And how can I share that with those that are around us this morning? So we're going to read uh, the first nine verses of Psalm chapter 136. And your part is his love endures forever. Okay? His love endures forever. So let's practice that just for a moment. His love endures forever. So I'm going to read the first part of every verse, and then you're going to respond, His love endures forever. And that's how we're going to begin our Thanksgiving service this morning. Um, Beginning in verse 1, the writer says, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To Him who alone does great wonders. Who by his understanding made the heavens? Who spread out the earth upon the waters? Who made the great lights? Love endures forever. The sun to govern the day. The moon and stars to govern the night. Let's give thanks this morning, church, as we worship the Lord, that God's love endures forever. Would you bow your heads as we just pray and we begin our time this morning? Father, I just pray as we begin a time of thanksgiving in this service that our hearts would be would be positioned towards the things of you, that we would recognize that every good thing we have comes from you and belongs to you. And as we thank you in song and we thank you with our words and our testimonies, Lord, I pray that you wouldn't just build us, but you would edify those around us this morning. We come to you this morning to give thanks because your love truly endures forever. Have your way in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First this morning, before we say anything, God, let us say thank you. That we may
make a decision, Lord, that to give ourselves to you because you gave yourself for us. God, what, what do we need to be thankful for? We need to be thankful for while we were still sinners, you sent your son. While we were still unworthy. God, you didn't wait for us to become worthy for you to love us. You loved us. And in the process, we became worthy because you are a good God. And Lord, I thank you that we can just stand here this morning and we can put our hope in you and not in ourselves. For the gift of salvation, we first and foremost say thankful, thank, thank you to you this morning. As we continue this morning in an attitude of worship, you can, you can be seated for a few moments. Um, as I started to say, not very eloquently earlier after the announcements, that our Thanksgiving service this morning is designed for worship and testimony. That's what I was meaning to say. So if you're here this morning and you have something you want to publicly say thank you to God for, then we're going to give you an opportunity to share it briefly with everyone else that's here. I want you to hear a scripture, if you could, just for a moment from Revelation chapter 12. It may be familiar to some of you in verse 11 that says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We know that our salvation only comes from the work of Christ. It is the work of Christ on the cross that gives us our salvation. But overcoming is not just recognizing what someone did for us. It's actually giving testimony to prove what actually happened. Jesus didn't die on a cross so that one day we can be with him for eternity. And until that day, everything is just circumstantial or happenstance. It doesn't work that way. There are testimonies. There are things that God does in our lives. There are moments of blessing. There are things that we can look back at throughout our lives in the past and things that we see God doing in our future to say, this is all because of the cross. He loves us enough to have relationship with us. He died so that we can give testimony today in 2017 of the things that God has done for us and the things that we're believing him in believing him to do. And that's what we're going to do this morning. It takes our faith and it puts feet on it for people or it puts skin on it for others. So I want to encourage you for a few moments this morning, as we get ready to share testimonies, what is your testimony this morning? What do you want to say that you are thankful for this morning? I can tell you by speaking that out, it can encourage you, but it can really encourage others in the church. And that's the most important thing. And I believe in my heart of hearts, it's one of the main reasons why people walk away from Christianity, especially when they are young kids and they grow up because they hear all about the things of God in a book or from a pulpit, but they don't see the word of God and the faith manifest with skin on them. And I think that's the, the piece that we miss many times is to make the connection with this is what has happened and we give thanks to God for it because we know without God's miracle intervention or influence in a situation it never would have occurred. So whatever you would want to give thanks for this morning, you can do that this morning as long as we give glory to God for it and not man. Fair enough? So we're going to do that this morning for a little bit. We're going to have a few times that we're going to break, but we're going to do that now. Pastor Rob has a microphone over there, and I have a microphone over here. I know for some of you it might be a little more difficult to get up out of your seat and come here, but, but I know you can do it. We believe in you. So if you are here this morning, we're going to open up the microphones to you right now to come and give thanks for what God has done in your life.
grief-stricken hole when Jesus came and rescued me. And he's brought me on this beautiful path. And I know he brought me, one of the places he brought me was here, and I'm so thankful for that. And I feel that he's always with me and teaching me many things. Last year, I was diagnosed with not one, but two cancers. And he was with me all the way. He gave me strength and comfort and healing. And I'm so thankful for that. Thank you, Ms. Pat. That's a great way to get started. Carol? I'm very nervous. I don't like doing this. But anyway, I just, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to, you know, praise God. You know what? Um, Pete went into the hospital on the 16th of, um, of this month and very, very bad breathing. And to basically, he was in heart failure. And he was in a hospital for about six days, and he needs a valve replacement, which he'll have to have done on December 12th. But I just want to praise God. You know what? God is awesome. He really is. You know what? Two years ago, we had a, triple, a quadruple bypass, and I and I saw how God worked everything out, had, had the perfect people there. He's given us the same thing this time, and I thank you for all your prayers because... And, I, and I've learned, and it's hard, but we're going through something. We pray, we give it over to God, and then the enemy comes in because he says, you know, the word says, don't go by what you see, hear, or feel. But the enemy go, comes, and he puts worry upon us, and that means we're not trusting God because we're looking at what we're seeing. And I've learned that, and the majority of the times I'm pretty good with that, but other times it's hard. It really is. But you need to really trust the Lord because God is so faithful and he comes through. And I see it with Pete. It was just amazing. So I just thank you and I praise you because I could feel, we could feel all the prayers, you know, that we were, you know, that were going up for us. So thank you. Thank you. I wasn't checking my messages while you were talking in case anyone wondered why I was on my phone, but you weren't here to hear the testimony of on my way out of the hospital that night with Peter saying, you know, Hey, I'm going to be here all weekend. You know, what are we going to do with this? Um, walking back through the emergency room and having an opportunity to pray for someone. I felt like God said, pray for that little girl that was crying. So we went over and prayed for, I prayed for this little girl. She was there with her mom and her dad and uh, she had an ear infection or an earache of some sort. And, uh, what I didn't know is that I was the third person that reached out to this man over the last three or four weeks, and he was just dumbfounded. He kept saying to his to his uh, wife, I don't understand. Why did he stop? Why did he stop? Why did he stop? So I sent him a message because her ear hurt, um, and we prayed for her. And at the end, she reached out and gave me a big hug and everything. She was six years old. Her name was Layla. Um, and I asked how he was doing, uh, and I, I checked in with him, and he just responded to me just yesterday or the other day, and he said, hey, sorry I didn't get back to you. Uh, I wanted to thank you for praying for my daughter. Uh, she felt better the next morning. 
She said it was your prayers that worked. Thank you so much. God bless you. And I just want to like share that testimony that where one person's in the hospital for one reason, God has them sit there, you know, for different reasons. We don't necessarily know, but to be the third person in line, two other people have planted in that man's heart that hopefully in this situation, the third situation where someone reached out to him about the things of God, that maybe that will bear fruit. So we want to give thanks to God for that. Who's next? Well, I've been in um, Pennsylvania for about five months now. Before I got here, um, my testimony would probably take the day. (laughs) But um, I have learned, like she said, there are things that are very, very difficult. And I have thought, I already knew, or I learned how to fight the enemy and to stand no matter what I um, I'm trying to think what out of all of it that I could say but um, I never thought I would come here I don't know if I could have lived through much more and um, that's all I'm going to say about that but my family my daughter and her husband because of my house doubling in value in Dallas, Texas Um, they were able to take out a loan against their house and to help me get here. Um, And so now I have slept well, and I just praise God for every day. And one thing I learned that I'd like to share, when it gets to the point that it is almost beyond, you know, remember that God in the Psalms that David said though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil thy rod and thy staff comfort me so you have to kind of really look for the staff and the rod and that means you sit down and connect with God no matter what and I've had to say to him Lord I don't feel like I want to talk to you I don't even believe what I'm saying right now I can't get the emotional high of, of being in worship, but I'm going to talk with my mouth and I'm going to speak into the air where Satan is the prince and the pal- he rules the air. It, that the Bible teaches us kind of that. So I just speak to him. I give you my life. I let go of everything. Walk me through this day. And I thought, if we only step one minute, second, whatever it takes, just get through that day, no matter what, and you you will make it just day after day. But I'm here, and everything is just, it's just amazing, and I love your winding roads, and I love your trees that change, and I can't tell you how many leaves are in my house <laughs> that I have collected so um, and I have really prayed about a church, and I've had a hard time finding one. So I think God has definitely sent me here, and I'm so thankful.
I always say to God, I thank you for everything you've done for me, everything you're doing for me, and everything in the future. And this year, uh, God has showed himself in just a, an amazing way for my family. We started off this year with my mother having a stroke, and I found her, and what I saw was not good. And how he's taken her, she's healthy. I can have lunch with my mother. I can laugh with my mother. My sister-in-law had a brain tumor, but it grew again, and she needed brain surgery. And the same time, I kind of went to God, and I was scared to death because I wouldn't want to see what would happen to my brother's family if she wasn't there. And not only did he get her through, she has absolutely no deficits whatsoever. My brother is going in for surgery tomorrow for cancer, and I want to publicly thank God for him right now, Lord, that you will be with my brother as you always are. Lord, you never leave us, you never thank us, and I I leave us, Lord, ever, and I thank you so much for what you have done for my family. I love you. We have a joint testimony here. Um, one thing is, um, some of you may not know, um, I sometimes, I fibromyalgia, sometimes I don't always feel well. Um, but God has given me the opportunity for the last 10 years to teach a good news club um, at my son's school. Um, it's a public school, and we go in and we teach the Word of God after school. Um, and it always, <laughs> I always worry. I always get uptight. You know, we have permission slips came in, and uh, we had 60 to 70 kids that were signed up to come. And I'm like saying, okay, God, <laughs> that's a lot of kids. <laughs> um, and we were short on workers at first. And then the next thing I know is all these workers came out from um, the woodworks. They just said, oh, I'll be there. Um, a retired lady who had been teaching for, you know, Good News Clubs for six years. One of our high schoolers who went through our whole program from kindergarten to fifth grade and Good News Club came back. I had a bunch of sixth graders that had just exited out of the program and came back. So it's been cool to see them come along. Um, and God always gives me the grace and the strength um, to be able to teach them and to watch them grow. And as part of that, in October, um, God um, actually used Caleb to be able to um, witness and share with one of his friends who comes to Good News Club. But um, he's one of those kids that has lots of energy um, and I think gets in trouble. So I don't. I think he was missing the message because he thought he wasn't good enough to be considered a Christian, um, right? And uh, they were talking about what were you talking about? Um, the topic had been brought up because two of my other friends across the room, one, they were debating um, who was the longest person who had ever lived. One person coming from the Bible point of view, and the other from worldly and my one friend knowing that he knew that I knew about the Bible asked me and I'm like yeah Methuselah 969 years and the topic uh, and I said that's because after the flood people started dying quicker and um, the friend that my mom was talking about the one who ended up becoming saved asked me um, what's the flood and I brought up the whole story about Noah's Ark. And he said, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then it, that kept on going. I kept talking to him during this art class. And it eventually led to him talking about, like, I was got him the message, the message of God. 
and um, he said, that sounds cool, how can I be saved? And he said something so typical, saying, anyone? Anyone can be saved? And then I said, yeah, and then I took him to my mom after school, and we prayed with him right there on school grounds. Amen. We're going to do one more for this this round. Is there somebody else uh, that would like to come and share for this round? Mark, you got Mark over there. Okay, I, as you know, we Rosa and I went to Puerto Rico last week, and we had uh, our biggest obstacle was we didn't have a truck over there because because of you guys. We sent four pallets of stuff, food, clothing, over there. So they were waiting for us in the docks. But we, we had no truck. We had the hardest time trying to find a truck over there. So we're getting on our the 11th hour. We're going, in, we're going by faith. You know, we're taking a big jump here. We get a phone call from a friend of a friend of a friend over there. <laughs> he, he said, I, I know... Uh, he heard about the, the problem we're running into. He goes, something told me that something. <laughs> so something told me that I need to help you guys. All right, so he took off of work. We met him. The next day, he had a 22-foot box truck. We met him. He, he took us to the docks, loaded all four pallets on there. We took us to the church. We unloaded all the stuff in the church. I mean... <laughs> What else can I say? No, I, I tell you. Hold on a second. He sent me a text. I'll let read it, Rosa read it because it's in Spanish. Okay. I asked him to come up, but he still put me on the spot. <laughs> um, one of the thing was also was that his wife is a believer, but he was not walking the walk. And um, when we got there, we asked to pray over him and to pray with him. And we shared the story of how literally 45 minutes before we got on the airplane or we left, excuse me, to the airport, he was that answer phone call that we actually needed to get all the donations to get to the church. And um, he didn't believe that he was actually part of something and I told him that it was not us it was the body of Christ praying over someone and that someone happened to be him and he could not believe it that he was not a believer but yet he was something that God used towards this accomplishment of bringing those donations and his answer was amen thank you because um God sent uh Mark sent him a picture of us inside the truck and said God bless you friend his answer was, amen, thank you. Um, here to be your service. It was a blessing for me to actually know you and to see you. My services is always available to you whenever you come back to Puerto Rico. Um, thank you for the invitation. Oh, I would like to uh, show you an invitation to my home. My wife would love to know you. She is also a servant to God. And... I think it was just a testimony to God's glory, of God's faithfulness. And where God, we think, that is not knowing strategically where to put us at the right place, at the right time, at the ninth hour or the eleventh hour, like Mark said. 
I mean, we were trying to get this truck for three weeks and every door was closed. Every door was shut to us. And literally, it turned out to be at 7 a.m. in the morning. I'm literally weeping, saying, God, we need this truck. God, where are you? We need to hear from you. And I knew everybody was hearing, praying. I knew everybody was reaching out to God. And I kept updating my Facebook and saying, I need a truck. I need a truck. In literally 45 minutes to the time we had to go to the airport, we get the confirmation and we speak with the guy. So to God be the glory, to God be the praise. He never runs late. It's our desperation that sometimes gets in the way, but he always, always answers. Many of you don't know me because I've only been coming here um, for a few months. Um, I have two little girls who are with me. Um, the previous church that I went to before um, was not as accepting of me and my girls. Um, and I had been going there for years and and since I've had my girls, it's, I've been an outcast, an outsider. I've felt alone and um, just not important to anyone, let alone to God. Um, but since coming here, I've felt like I'm part of a huge family. And that's not just thanks to God, that's thanks to all of you guys for just welcoming me and and my girls to be part of part of this church, even though it's actually a lot smaller than the church I went to. Um, It doesn't matter about the size of the church. I can tell that even though they might have at least half the size, you guys have twice the heart. So thank you. I want to give God thanks because my oldest daughter and I um, had conflict and it's uh, the Lord has been resolving it and uh, bringing us close and I'm thanking Jesus for that I also want to thank him because I went on a trip and um, I was um, beating myself up because I felt like I missed a couple opportunities to share Christ and a girl came up to me out of out of the blue and start and started telling me how much God loved me and it was just a really good word in season and that's never happened to me before I want to thank God for that too that's great who's next This time last year, I was in basic training for the Army, um, and just reflecting because of the holidays, and last year, I spent Thanksgiving at basic training, which was super fun. Um, basically, I, I can honestly reflect and say just how faithful God has been, because um, I was called by God into the Army, and while in my experience in basic, I actually saw three people get saved, um, and I planted numerous other seeds, and... Um, 
It's only by the grace of God that that was possible. It was only by the grace of God that I was able to be a light in a very dark place. So, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Who else? see the shivers now. I know that there's people. I don't know if I want to. You know, anybody? Come on. I know you're here. Danielle? You guys have to part the Red Sea. You can go that way, Tom, and, and she'll go this way. But ladies first. Hi, everyone. Um, so I'm thankful for family. family, for my church family, for you guys, for all of you here, um, being in relationships with our family members are never easy, um, but over the past four or five years, um, being able to work through those relationships um, with my family, with God involved, <laughs> has made such a difference, um, and it's still not easy, but um, it's a lot more peaceful. <laughs> So I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for all of you um, in helping to um, make that possible. About this time last year, the Lord healed me of nosebleeds, which I had at night almost every night when I went to bed. Uh, He's also healed me several other times, most notably of Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a partial paralysis. It can be several months or years that you get sometimes after a bad case of the flu. And we'll do one more before we move into a worship time for a little while. Who else? have to use our mic, Ed. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I just want to encourage everybody first, um, if the Lord's prompting your heart to get up and talk or say something, you need to get up and say something. Um, many times I put it off and put it off and put it off and someone else got up and said exactly what the Lord wanted me to say. So if you're being, you know, lifted to do that, do that. But, um, my life is, hasn't been a stranger to adversity or trials or anything. Those who know me uh, closely know I've been through a lot. Um, and it's hard to pick any one miracle over another. Um, and it doesn't get any easier to get up here. Just because we do this every week doesn't mean we're all comfortable. So get up. Anyway, <laughs> um, I have a granddaughter, and she's uh, 11 years old now. And when she was born, she was born with a birth defect uh, two arteries in her heart were reversed and one was from her lung you know one was supposed to be blood one was supposed to be oxygen they were reversed so she had open heart surgery in less than 48 hours um when she was born and they fixed the heart and during that time during recovery she was still having struggles and they found out that one of her two kidneys was completely dead and it was in there you know just shriveled up and they said that you know it would absolutely have to be removed because it was taken from the other kidney. 
And um, so, you know, you go through the whole process, everything. My daughter was going through all that. And, you know, when it came up the time to do that, obviously the warriors were praying through the whole thing. You know, the whole church body was praying that the Lord was going to heal her. And she had to have x-rays within a week before she was supposed to have surgery. And when they had the x-rays, that dead kidney was completely gone. It didn't exist anymore. It was completely gone. And also during that whole time, they were saying that her good kidney was failing and that she was going to have to definitely have a kidney transplant. So through this whole thing, not only did God take the dead kidney away, he healed the existing kidney, and she's 11 years old today, and she's like top in her class at Taekwondo. They said she would never have be able to do physical exercise or anything like this. This is just a testimony of God. You know, you know he answers prayers. Um, he's awesome. So, so we're going to continue to worship God this morning. I don't know why he does it this way, Rosa, but you know, give us this day our daily bread takes on a completely different meaning when you're waiting at 7 a.m. and leaving for the airport, right? But this is the way that God works many times. We want to have the plan three months in advance, a year in advance, five years in advance, and for us to wait two days or three days or sometimes it comes down to the day before, that would be unheard of. Yet many times God's just calling out to us and saying, learn to trust, learn to trust. Why? Because he is good. Would you stand with us as we continue to worship this morning? Your word says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but you have come that we may have abundant life. Where we were once dead, that's the thing about the gospel that we have to be reminded of. We were not alive before Christ saved us. Every one of us was dead. We either choose life or we stay in our death. That's what the Bible says. The wrath of God is not placed upon us. The Bible says the wrath of God remains on all who do not follow. It's a different perspective. It might sound harsh, but that's the consequence of sin and living in a sinful world and the sinful nature. But thanks be to God, right? Thanks to God. He made a way. He made a way. God always makes a way. He always has made a way. And we're going to thank him this morning again for good things that he's done. So we're going to open the mics up again and thank God for life. Thank God for testimonies that demonstrate his power and his awesome, awesome faithfulness. Would you be seated again for a few moments? The microphones are open if you would like to come and give a testimony this morning. We welcome you. I just want to thank God for his faithfulness. I'm just amazed at by how God cares about the things that we care about. I told my daughter that I was going to share this testimony about her. She said, do I have to? <laughs> so, um, Sometimes last year during a routine eye exam, um, the doctor could not prescribe um, any, uh, could not make a prescription for eyeglasses for her. And um, he tried his best. He must have spent like two hours trying to fit her prescription. And then eventually he said, you know what, I'm going to ask you to go and have a mapping of her eyes, that there's something he suspects. Well, they came to find out that she had this thing called keratoconus, where the cornea was swollen. And um, they said we had to have a procedure to stop the swelling um, as quickly as possible. Uh, there was a trial procedure that was called cross-linking, and we started to investigate, and we were told that it was going to cost um, $3,000 per eye. So a total of $6,000. Well, we're supposed to be saving for college, and so that's not the news you want to hear about. Um, we started praying about it, and we prayed and prayed, and um, 
you know, nothing was happening at the time. We talked to the insurance companies and they said that this is a trial procedure, so it's not going to be covered. Uh, so it's just straight out of pocket. And uh, the one thing that I like to do is to just remind God about his promises to us by going to the Bible and just picking a verse. And I say, God, this is the, re- uh, this is the devourer. And you said that you will rebuke the devourer for our sake if we follow your rules. And uh, for those of you that know, it's there in Malachi where he said that I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So um, towards December, we started calling the uh, doctor's office to um, set up the appointment. I called and I called and I called. And eventually they didn't answer. But I had spoken to them previously and they said, you know what? They've been doing this procedure for close to a year now and no insurance company has covered it. So it's going to be out of pocket. So I made a promise to God. and I was like, God, well, if you somehow lower this price to I gave God a certain amount in my mind, I said, you know, that the certain amount of that saving is going to go back into the ministry of God. And so we called and, like I said, throughout December, they didn't, which was surprising, the doctor's office, they didn't respond to our calls. Sometimes in January, well, they responded. And the lady was like, well, I'll talk to your insurance company one more time. And sometimes between December and January, the rules had changed on, on this procedure. And so the insurance company said they are going to cover it. And so our out-of-pocket was now going to be about 2500 instead of 6000 I gladly paid the difference quickly to God. And so we were able to do the procedure. And so that was one of the first testimonies because instead of paying $6,000, it was reduced to just over $2,000. So that was a testimony of God's goodness. And then after the procedure, she had, um, her eyes were inflamed and to the point where her prescription was changing hourly. Like every hour, her prescription was changing. And she had AP exams and SAT exams. And it was pretty bad and was pretty rough. She couldn't see in school. Uh, we continued to pray. And um, there's this new, also new, um, something called hard contacts, where um, they told her she, could not, she couldn't drive at night because of the uh, procedure she had on her eyes. She couldn't drive at night because of the glare. And you know, selfishly, I was worried about who's going to take her to swimming lessons in the morning and stuff like that, or swim practice. But somehow or the other, we were able to fit her with, many months later, they were able to fit her with hard contact. And now she can drive. She can see well. And I just want to thank God for his goodness and faithfulness. That's great. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I wasn't going to share um, until Matt let out in that song. And um, so many of you know we adopted two little girls, and um, the second adoption was in 2013. And it was far, adoption is awesome. I will say that long and loud to anyone who ever hears adoption is awesome, but it's also really hard. It comes out of great loss for our children who are adopted. It comes out of intense preparation and intentionality and hardship for us who are doing it. And um, when Brenna came home, it was a whole different kind of hard. We thought we were ready. We thought we were prepared. But it was a whole different kind of hard because there was an added layer of medical complexity 
to what she had going on. And so for the next three or four years, I just kind of dug in and survived and just pushed through and said, this is really, really hard, God, but I can do it. I know I can do it. I know we can do it as a family. And um, at the end of the first three or four years that she was home, this kind of rough rawness kind of set into my spirit. And at one point about a year and a half ago, it was in June, the Lord said to me, the heart is over and not forever all hard, but that heart is over and it's time to move forward. It's time to allow me to resurrect what feels like ashes of defeat and to step forward. And it's been a really hard year and a half of me standing up and saying, yes, Lord, I agree with you. The hard is over and staking that and drawing that line in the sand and saying, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose trust. I'm going to choose to move forward. I'm going to choose to take care of myself in healthy ways that I hadn't done all of those um, three or four years that she first came home. I was not engaging in healthy self-care and I was depleted beyond. I was depleted beyond what I could even tell people or be honest about with people because it just like I just didn't have it in me I was so dry and broken inside and it's really hard to watch your kid go through really hard stuff and that June the Lord said the heart is over and so I just started pressing in and finding one small thing at a time to take care of me the right way according to his plan for how I'm supposed to care for the temple that he's given me and so I want to give thanks to God today not just to him for being faithful when I was just broken, but also faithful to put people in my life who would be Jesus to me when I didn't know how to be accessing him on my own. Um, People who would speak truth to me even when it was really hard to hear. I'm particularly thankful for the Jesus that my sister has been to me this last year and a half more than any. We've been been friends for a long time. But this last year and a half, she has been faithful and Jesus with skin on to speak truth and life and support and encouragement. And there's many of you in this room, and I want to give public thanks to those of you, you know who you are, who have been faithful to be Jesus to me in a time when I needed someone to step forward and love me and be kind and be gracious and model for me the kind of love that that whole song was just talking about, the victory and the power that is in his name. I have three adult children. I hate to say they're children, but three adult loved ones. (laughs) Uh, All three... Um, came to salvation at an early age. All three turned away from, from the Lord at an older age. Uh, my wife and I, we've been praying for years that they would return to the Lord. It's been a hard break for many years that they walked away, uh, knowing how devoted their parents are to serving the Lord. Um, my one son, my youngest son, after talking to him for periods of time about Christ, 
return to Christ. Um, about mid-year, he started going back to church again, which I was ecstatic over. My uh, older son has not returned, nor has my daughter. My older son, my oldest son, um, in my spirit, I felt for years that the Lord had a very special calling upon his life. And um, when he was last down to visit us from New York in April, we had a very long conversation. I did most of the talking. And uh, when I speak, I get to the point. And um, with all of that, I tried to encourage him to return to the Lord and get his life set straight because of the importance of serving the Lord. As a result of that conversation, uh, we became estranged for eight months. No conversation at all. I reached out to him and no conversation, which really broke my heart because he was my firstborn. And, uh, you know, as a firstborn son, he has certain priorities in life. Um, Thanksgiving was a day my heart was lifted. Uh, even though uh, he hasn't given his life back to the Lord, uh, we got word that he and my granddaughter were coming to my daughter's house for Thanksgiving. So there were three generations there. It was a wonderful time, a wonderful feeling, knowing that he was coming. But, you know, it reminded me of Christ. Well, you know, his kids, us, we were lost, and we came home. So... That's my joy. Thank you. We can do one more. One more. And then we're going to. I just want to share um, a trial that my family and I had gone through for three years. It was actually a court case. Um, there was two court cases going on simultaneously obviously, you know, trying to rob me of my inheritance and destiny in the kingdom. But in reality, um, you know, I was facing something very serious and I just want to give thanks to God because over the period of three years, um, he took me through the highs and lows. He stood by me. He made everything personal for me. Um, when I finally did get, um, a judge to make a decision on my behalf and I can give glory and thanks to God for giving my mom to me also to give me hope and encouragement along the way. Um, that not only did both court cases come out in my favor, but she would consistently remind me um, that your advocate always wins your case. So, you know, we would get papers, letters in the mail. No, Cecilia, no, this, no, no, no. And she would just say, your advocate always wins your case. And so finally in June, we got a verdict that was in my favor. And so I just wanted to thank God and share with you that your advocate always wins your case um, because not only did he do it for one court case in my life, he simultaneously did it for two court cases in my life at the same time. So that was nothing to him, but it was everything to me. And he did it with his signature hand, personal touch on everything so that I knew that it was God who came through in the details. He came through in the dark. He came through all the legal jargon. He came through judges, lawyers. He came through it all. So, um, Continue to have hope, whatever it is you're going through, and remember that your advocate always wins your case. Thank you, Cecilia. Okay, Amadeo, but just you. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
I'm not, I'm not used to doing this, so I thank God that I'm up here and able to do this right now. Um, but I've recently been in a chess club, and I've come to realize something. Life can be a game of chess in some manners. If that's the case, technically we're all kings and queens, but for, for this purpose, we're going to say the eight most influential strangers in your life are the pawns in the game. The rooks are two of your like friends that you hang out with and have fellowship with. The knights are, your, are two of your best friends that help you grow in your faith. The bishops are two of the most influential family members to help you grow in your faith. The queen is the most loved is a very loved one and then you are the king sometimes pieces get taken they get taken from your life that's just that's just a fact but knowing that knowing that god is the player the, per, the person who is moving all the pieces to do what they what he has called them to do that in and of itself is just amazing. So I thank God for just being there in everything that happens in any life. Just ever. Hi, I'm Molly. Um, first off, I'm just really thankful to the Lord for everybody's stories and just knowing that every single person kind of has their own thing. And then as you tell it, you learn more and more about people and they just become so much more layered, right? Um, and I really thank you for sharing because about 10 years ago, I was in a similar situation to you. And um, through those 10 years, the Lord has put people in my life in little places here and there, different churches and different friends that have come into my life a wonderful husband, <laughs> and um, and it and you realize that it's not just a one-off thing, right? It's not just God doing things something here and here, but that He's tying it all together, and that there's actually a story being woven together. And um, I remember this analogy or this metaphor of like a needlepoint, so old-fashioned, but like a needlepoint. You know how the back of the needlepoint is really messy? There's like ties everywhere, and something's going from here to here, and there's and then you flip it over, and like you realize that there's beautiful picture being painted and I just think that you know it's really messy sometimes and there's a lot of pain on the backside but when we flip it over and we see even our individual lives just this beautiful story being painted um and more than that like what God's doing is that he's doing that with our entire world you know not just in this time but in previous generations and in generations to come he is painting that picture and weaving that story together and saving all of these people to his heart and bringing them to heaven. And um, it's just awesome to realize sometimes we're so small, but then when you realize it's happening to everyone, there's just something so much bigger going on. So I'm hugely thankful to God <laughs> for being this amazing creator of not just the earth and of us, but of our stories. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, my name is Kaylor. Um, I am very thankful for God's grace because t- 
two years ago, my husband and I got married, and I'm really sorry, I'm gonna cry. Um, and the day before we got married, my sister's baby, we found out that she passed away basically, and we continued the wedding, and it was extremely hard because we were mourning and we were trying to celebrate, and we were wondering why God was doing this. And for the rest of the week and the couple of months that came, it didn't feel like we were married. It didn't feel like, it felt like that day was just something that we just had to do and get over with so we can continue to mourn, so we can continue to be there for my sister or for my family. And, you know, that put a strain on our marriage and our marriage was struggling for a while. And like God put it on my heart, he was like, oh, you know, we're going to do a vow renewal. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to surprise my husband and we're going to go to this like big church. And like I tried to make it happen and then I ended up getting pregnant and it just didn't work out. And <laughs> and we were still struggling in our marriage. And then... My friend, this happened like a couple months ago, my friend fell on her spirit to sign us up for a vow renewal. And we ended up winning. And this vow renewal was filled with God's presence and his glory. And like, it was so beautiful and beyond anything that I could ever dream of as a wedding. It was way better than my first wedding. <laughs> um, and he restored so much on that day. And then ever since that day, like, God has just been showing me his heart and his grace and his kindness and how much he loves us and how much he wants to restore our lives. Because it is only him, it is his grace, it is his mercy. And it was his glory that was shown on that day. And I just feel so overwhelmed right now with his presence and just with his love. Because I feel the restoration taking place. And I feel him leading my family and just this restoration. And I'm just extremely thankful for that. I just wanted to share that. hearts encouraged this morning? Come on, come on. I don't have a lot to say this time. Because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Come on, Joe. Hi, my name is Joe. And, uh, you know, I'm just very grateful for my family and for all of you. And um, it was just, it's only been about a year and a half ago. My family's been put on our heart uh, to really reach out to the community. And one of the things that we do is we'll go around and we'll, we'll pray for people. And we're realizing that God wants to work through us. It has nothing to do with us. It's God working through us. And we've seen people's cysts be healed, bone spurs be removed. We've prayed for things for people just not to have pain for a car ride eight hours away from here. And it's been, it's been removed. And our actions are showing our little children 
that when they see somebody who's hurt, they go up and they pray for them. And that is just for us just amazing to kind of it's grown, it's grown our family so much. And I want to say this. We've prayed for people and they don't get healed. You know, but what happens is we get a conversation. I, I, I can't tell you how many times people have come up to me after I've prayed to them and they said, hey, I'm a Christian and nobody's ever done this before. Or somebody watches us do it in a store and they start coming up to us and they start going, where do you go to church? What is this? We don't go to church. And everybody always has a story of why they've lost, why they've left church. Because they've never seen a community, you know, a, a Christian do that. And um, again, it's only it's a year and a half ago. It seems like we've been doing this our whole lives, but it's, it's those little weaves, those little stories that I'm seeing happen over and over again in such a short period. Jesus with skin on, right? Jesus with skin on. Everybody believes something, right? But that's the, come on, come on up. But uh, that's the point of the gospel, guys. I mean, we can say we believe it. We can sing our songs. We can check in and check out. But faith without works is dead. And our works do not save us, but they give testimony to the validity of our faith. Pauline? I just have so much to thank the Lord for. We're going through a rough time right now. Um, for any of you that know, I've been having some problems with my knees, and both knees need replaced because they're bone on bone. And um, it's been a struggle because I haven't worked since May, or actually June. But, um, we were sitting here today, and I'm, I'm jumping here now, but um, just talking about the blessings of God. They're unending. They're never just keep going and going. I mean, when I was thinking over this past year, so many things God has done. Uh, I was thinking about the situation with our car. We got, the car literally died on us out of Johnstown, and God provided us a miracle. And um, just that, and then I'm going to jump back to my knee situation. Um, when the doctor told me I had to have surgery on both knees, I went to the doctor that Terry went to 12 years ago without even thinking about going anywhere else because uh, his was very successful. And um, immediately we realized this doctor didn't have the same bedside manner that he had 12 years ago. Uh, didn't want to hear the story, didn't want to hear anything that was going on. And to make the story short, in a period of time, uh, there's been seven major mistakes this doctor has made, and I haven't had my surgery yet, and I was scheduled for September. And meanwhile, it's hard for me to walk or to stand or whatever, but God is faithful. Um, they... I guess the ultimate was they gave me injections in my knees and they knew that I'm diabetic and they never told me that these injections would shoot my, my numbers sky high. And um, they went up into the 800s and God had his hand on me. God protected me. I, my eyesight's been affected a little bit because of that. But you know what? He is in control. And the Lord has led me to another doctor that I'm going, we love him. It just, we only met with him one time, but the difference is day and night. So I just thank the Lord that he guides us day by day, no matter what situation we're going through or what the, what the problems are, if we just trust him, 
and just let him lead us and guide us. He'll take care of every situation. And I thank you for that. For, thank him for that because he never, never fails. I could sit and write a book, I won't, but, but God is so faithful. And I just thank him. one or two more. Anyone on the stage, by the way, just because you have an instrument and a microphone doesn't mean you can't share. So I'm Ed already led the way. If there's anybody on the stage, no pressure or anything, but is there anybody else? One or two, one or two more. Hey, here comes a guy. So this is probably one of the more smaller things. Uh, I have a verse on my phone here. Wait, what's your name? Oh, I'm trying uh, it says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Proverbs, uh, from Proverbs sixteen nine, And that just reminds me of how I've grown up uh, all my life. And, you know, when you're little, you want to do stuff. And as you grow up, uh, you change your mind and stuff. And I just want to say, I, would, I never would have thought that I would have um, become a graphic designer or anything that I've done today. And I just have God to thank for the amazing gifts that he's put in my life. My name is Roy, and this has been a red-letter year for me. Uh, the week before Christmas last year, I was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer. And it's been one weird trip uh, between radiation and chemo and the operation to take it out. Through it all, God has been my mainstay. The prayer group in this church has been with me 100% of the time. I can't thank them enough. The people in this church have been a real help through this hell. And it's not over yet. We'll do one more if there's one more. Anyone has anything they'd like to share? Oh, you're going to tag team, aren't you, Carolyn? Come on up. Barb, come on. You're going to arm wrestle for it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Let's have Carolyn go first, and then we'll, we'll wrap up with Barb. Come on, Carolyn. Thank you. Hi, I'm Carolyn. I'm with him. <laughs> um, I know all this to people who haven't experienced this type of
I know what he can do. Will he do it for me? Requires That's all I had was hope that he would do it for us as well. But I want to point out that a lot of times our faith is based, our faith and our hope are, is based on not something that we have in here, but something we've heard. And it's not wrong to trust your hope because faith comes from that. Faith is starts with hope. That's the substance that it comes from. And we had an experience where in 2012, our daughter, who is not DNA related to Roy, um, was diagnosed with colorectal cancer as well. Roy had little tiny holes in his body. Jill was cut from here down and went through horrendous, horrendous stuff. She had a huge amount of prayer because of the ministry that she is in, um, the Christian ministry. But we still, when I watched her walk away, going into surgery, and God only knew what she was going to have to go through, all I had was hope that this God I had faith in was going to do something to save my child. The hope that morning was based on what had happened during her treatment, where she was going through these awful chemo and just horrible stuff she had to go through all the time working in her ministry. She had incredible strength and managed to do stuff with a chemo pack stuck on her hip and, you know, making presentations in churches and all that. I mean, it had to be God. She went through uh, x-rays before the surgery where they would check to see the, the, you know, the chemo and radiation early on was getting her ready for the surgery. Well, I didn't know it, but apparently... When, when the chemo and radiation have helped and the tumor has been shrunk, there is a, still a shadow where it had been. Only there wasn't with Jill. It shrank. They knew it shrank, but there was no shadow. Because she was going to be healed beyond the shadow of a doubt. And that's something to hang on to. That's the kind of God that will do something totally different for us. Because we have hope, he loves us that much. Hi, my name's Barb. Um, that song we sang, it said, Ashes of Defeat. That's exactly where the enemy would want us to be. And as mothers, you know how we care for our kids, and our kids don't always do what we want. They don't live the way we want God put on my heart years ago. As much as I love my kids, I am not the one in charge of their lives. They have to realize who is in charge of their lives. So years ago, I realized that each and every day, I have to get up. And there's a requirement that the Lord requires of me to get to know him on a personal level. And because of that personal level, I can't worry about those things. I have to worry about my relationship and my love towards him. And I thank him each and every day for the strength that he gives me to do what he wants me to do. I've had many opportunities to share what he's done in my life. 
And God doesn't want me to be on a roller coaster of up and down of emotions. And I try to stay as even keel as I can because there are some things in life mothers just can't change. But I allow him to work through me and change me for what he wants me to be. And you just hope that the people who see your lives see that in you and they want to strive to have what you have in Christ. Would you stand with us, please? I'm going to read from Psalm 121 as we continue in our worship this morning. The psalmist writes in verse 1, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? Verse 2, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Some of you maybe walked in this morning and you have great stories that you want to share and great testimonies of what God's been doing in you and through you, those around you. Others maybe have walked in this morning and you're saying, I want to be able to share a story. I want to be able to give testimony to the thing that I'm walking through right now, but I can't, or I'm not at that place yet. I'm waiting for God to give me strength. Listen, can I just tell you, even if you're walking through it right now, that's still a testimony. Okay. We think sometimes testimony is problem, solution, Yea, God. And that's a great testimony, but sometimes the best testimony is, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. As we walk, God is with us. That scripture reminds me, in our side view mirrors on most of our cars, there's a little there's a little statement on the side view mirrors, and maybe some of you know what I'm talking to. It says, objects in mirror may be larger than they appear. You know what I'm talking about? Some of those little things. Can I tell you, we have a perspective problem sometimes. When we look at our problems and we think they're bigger, it's because we think God is less. But as that Psalm says, when we raise our eyes above the mountains and we say, who is going to be our help? When we make God who he really is in our hearts, It shrinks the issue and gives us the strength to be allowed to walk through what he's calling us to walk through. He is a big God and he's capable and he's able and he's powerful enough. And that's what we're going to continue to worship him for this morning. Can we worship him? He is good and he's worthy to be praised. Great are you, Lord. Let's worship him tonight. All creation belongs to him. I want you to hear this this morning. If you're here this morning and you're not in relationship with Jesus, the beginning to all things of life start with knowing Christ. It begins with knowing Christ. You can try to do it in your own strength and you can talk with anybody else here that knows Christ and they'll tell you, try to doing it in your own strength is a recipe for failure because we cannot do it on our own. This is not about hype. This is not about going through religious motions. It's about recognizing that the king of creation desires for us to know him. He desires you to know him. And that's what we're giving thanks for this morning, church. So we are going to worship God. I know we started, Pastor Matt, we started with Grateful this morning, the new song. We're going to end our service this morning singing the same song, just saying, God, we want to thank you for all that you have done, for all you're going to do. I remember last week as we stood here, Rosa, we prayed over that truck. We didn't know where the truck was coming from, right? But what did we do? We prayerfully, with thanksgiving, 
thank God in advance for what we knew he was going to do. And he didn't show up late, even though he came really, really close, right? But he never shows up late. And that's what we need to be reminded of this morning. Will you take a few moments this morning and let's praise God. Father, we want to thank you and we're going to worship you and we're going to lift your voice up this morning for all the things you have done. You are a great God and we give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's worship him, church.